It's about time someone gets real. Bro, are you sure we're even supposed to be listening to this? Welcome to the Church Misfit Podcast with motivational and thought-provoking content designed to push you further personally, professionally, and spiritually. If this don't move you, you might be dead. Here's your host, Catalyst Collective founder, Joe Elliott. Alright, alright, alright. My name's Zach. I work for the Catalyst Collective. This is Joe, Executive Director of the Catalyst Collective. And we're excited to be here today with Raina. <laughs> Raina. Raina, we have this test that we can give you right here, right now, and learn everything we need to know about you. Figure out exactly who you are and why you're here. You ready? Yes. All right, let's dive in. It's called, He's Perfect in Every Way. So imagine Ooh. this guy is perfect. Mind, body, soul, rich, I guess pocketbook. Okay, but... He has a peg leg. Would you marry him? Yeah. He can make sweet beats with that leg. That... So that's just a bonus. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was, you kind of right. lobbed that one up. That was easy. Like a peg leg. I mean, who can, we can get around a peg if leg. Her, if Stephen, her husband, actually has a peg leg, he knows he's safe. All let's, right. let's raise the bar. Okay, you got to raise this up a notch. Okay. He's perfect in every way. Man of your dreams. However... He needs help wiping his butt. Hello. Every time he goes every to the time? Re- every time he goes to the restroom. Oh Lord. Uh, Other than that, mm. he's perfect. That would not be perfect, then would it? <laughs> that, that's where the butt comes in. He's perfect in every way, but do you I marry see. him? All relationships come with some is crap. It, that is you it a don't see. Oh, good one, Zach. Mm, good no. one. Is he above the age of 70? Go, like, what? Oh, he's, you're, he's perfect in all aspects except that one area. No. Is it a go or no go? I don't know. It depends on if we're already 80 Ooh. years old. No, no, no. But yes or no? It yes would be a no. no. It would be, I just, I can't. Sorry, Not, Unless Steven. I have to. It's no. That's a no. Steven better watch okay. himself. I mean, you could have just bought a $300 bidet and like called it. <laughs> you would have been all right. Okay. All right, our last one, last one. Okay. He's perfect in every way, but he has this roaming third nipple that just floats around his body. And so, like, 99% of the time, it's out of sight. But, like, every once in a while, like, you go to take that wedding photo, and it's just right there in the middle of his eyes. Wow. Um. So is it constantly on the move, or is it, like, slowly. you go to sleep, and it's, it's so like slowly, like the like sun around the really earth kind slowly. of thing. Yeah, it's yeah, moving, yeah. but in a slow fashion. Yeah, you just plan your dates. And you just never know where the third nipple is going to show up, right? It, you you could be... Think of Robin Hood men gotta, in tights. You got to call into work one day. <laughs> yeah, most of the time you can hide it under clothes, but, like, you know, but sometimes, you know, family photo day, it tends to move. I could handle that. You can handle you can that. Handle it's, that. Not, it's not wiping a butt. Could, it's not wiping. No, it's not wiping a butt. It's not wiping a butt. I could handle that. Okay. Makeup or like a band aid that moves. So yeah, I think we could. I could even work work with it. All right. I, I think the gift of mercy is going to run strong in Reina. We'll see. Like strong in this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Okay. So we might have learned yeah. one thing. Uh-huh. We'll see. Uh, we definitely didn't learn everything. <laughs> I wouldn't make any big life decisions off your answer to these three questions. <laughs> no. But this, what we're going to go through over the course of these podcasts really isn't like that at all. In fact, it's, uh, it's not like palm reading. It's not like those BuzzFeed quizzes that you take. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot more in-depth than that. What is it? Yeah. So let's talk about that. So th- this thing we call the Purpose Project, right? We're, 
We're what we've done over the years is we have. Uh, well, first of all, we've been at this a while, helping people grow personally, professionally, spiritually, mm-hmm. and and over the years we've kind of found some key things to hone in on that you should really pay attention to when you're trying to figure out how you're uniquely made and, and why it matters. So essentially, this is where we start. Step one in the process of uh, uh, of an episode series that Reina has has gladly volunteered to be the guinea pig on and say, yeah, let's like do this for me. Let's go through this. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at all the different unique pieces, and I won't say all, I'll say some of the key unique pieces that make you you, and then we're going to start to put them together. We're going to look for themes and connections and stuff that stands out to us in an effort to project some unique callings that you are designed for on this earth, right? And then, and then from there, we're going to hone in on some stuff, and we're going to talk about how to put things in action. It's going to get, it's going to get good, but we got to start somewhere. Yeah. So. Have you ever done a puzzle? Yes. Okay. When you yeah. do a puzzle, do you have a strategy? Like for me, I'm gonna yes. get all the outside straight edge pieces. Right, I had to think for a minute there. When you have a stra- puzzle, do you have a strategy? Who doesn't have a strategy? Uh, you well, just dump I, the pieces out, blindfold yourself, and you're kind of like feeling it bird, out. And bird box. I had a strategy that I thought was great, and then my yeah. sister just turned that on and said, "No, no, that's the worst way to do a puzzle. You should do it this way." And I was like, "No, I don't believe in this." Okay, so maybe this will be a little bit like that. We'll see. No, okay. wait. But now I'm curious. What was your strategy? Yeah. Same as you. Work all the edges and then just work everything in. That's a great strategy. She like organized everything by the like specific colors and then worked the groups Mm. and then did the edges last. I'm like, I can't frame my... Okay. So an interesting point there. There's different ways to go about this. Right. We're all getting to the end goal. But everybody has a strategy. Turn over the pieces. Mm -hmm. See what you're working with. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start. And the first thing, and before we get into some specific pieces, we're going to talk... Uh, in this episode, specifically about understanding the idea of calling, um, and so let's let's touch on that. Raina, when you think of calling, as someone that has kind of grown up in church, been in church a lot, I know people in church have a different, a little bit different idea of it than people outside of church. What do you think of when you think of calling? Um, something that constantly comes up, over and over. Okay, good. That resurfaces. You try to run away from or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but it keeps coming back like a cat. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel like you've ever had personally any of those type of callings? Um, kind of weaved throughout. If I if I take a large scale scope of you know my life, I think yes, nothing that was a, a immediately apparent. But when I take a step back and look at it, I think yes. Okay. Care to go in any oh, detail? On that. <laughs> like, what? Give me one quick example. Yes. Um, well, uh, encouraging and um, lifting people up, when, like keeping people on track. I'd rather I'd say like accountability. Okay. Um, so making sure they're not way down in the depths and just wallowing there, and making sure they're you know not staying mm-hmm. in the clouds, but keeping it realistic and um, accountability really would be the best word I could think mm-hmm. of. Okay, that's good. That's good. I, I don't want to go into a deep theological discussion on this, but let's. Uh, for the sake of simplicity, let's put calling into two buckets. There's a, a general calling and specific calling. So when we look, um, especially from a biblical worldview perspective, uh, a general calling, an example of that would be um, what Jesus said was the two greatest commandments. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? Um, that's a, a general calling in the sense that 
anyone who follows Jesus has that calling, right? One and two. Now, if you're not a Christian, right, your general calling can look something like, you know, doing good in the world, you know, do more good than bad, whatever. It can be vague, but there's, you know, some sort of general calling that you have. Would encouraging others and holding people accountable be general callings? I think so. Wherever you go, you can do them. You Mm -hmm. could lump that into a part of, especially from a Christian worldview perspective, love your neighbor as yourself, Mm, right? Encouraging others is a piece of that. So get that. The question, though, that we're really all asking ourselves isn't what is our general calling. It is what is our specific calling? In other words, we're asking God, yeah, that's great, but how do I live that out? What, What exactly do I do with this? Right, And so when we look at specific callings in the Bible, we actually see God gave directives, some direct, you know, things to do to certain people in the Bible, right? And, and to Paul, his assignment was clear. You know, he's going to be the vessel in which the gospel is going to be spread to the Jews and Gentiles, build the church, that kind of thing. Moses, very specific calling. You know, you're going back to Egypt. Here's what you're going to do. And, uh, and then, and if then Rena tried to do those, it would be weird. Well, yeah, yeah, a little bit, okay. a little bit. But then there's things that, that are specific callings that, you know, when we look at them, they're not, it's not as if God is giving us a, a step-by-step guidebook on this thing. Did he spend great detail into telling Paul how exactly he wanted his church built? No. There's no specific formula like that in the Bible. There's guidelines, but... You know, there's there's a lot of freedom that God gives us to go and do. Now, I would argue in the Old Testament, you know, when they were building the temple, they got pretty specific examples of, (laughs) no, you're going to do it this way. This is exactly how I want it. But as we move into the New Testament, um, and even still in the Old Testament, you see a lot of examples of people feeling a specific calling or urge to do something um, and, and not having a whole lot of deep instruction on how to do it. So... Um, what do specific callings look like today? Like, how do we know, you know, that we're finding a niche that uh, that suits us? And I would say it. A lot of it boils down to one, from a Christian worldview perspective. Again, how do you discern God's voice in your life? Right? It, it can it, it can be audible. Although I haven't really met many people that have heard the audible voice of God. Uh, a lot of it is through his letters to us in the form of the Bible. Some of it is through circumstances, could be through dreams, could be through visions, uh, you know, could be through a, a lot other people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, through a podcast I listen to. Through a podcast you're listening to. Light bulbs go off here, right? And so there's a lot of different ways that God can speak to us. But when we look at the specific calling, we're looking at, okay, God, I know generally what I'm on earth here to do, but what exactly do I want to do? And I think... In our process here with the Purpose Project, we're going to start to answer the question of specific calling by looking at how God has uniquely made us. And it's specifically, Raina, you. Mm -hmm. All the different parts that make you you speak a story. And, And really, the more effort we put into understanding our design in relation to God's design, the more clarity we get on what it is we're uniquely designed to do on this earth. Make sense? I like it. We good? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, So let's just wrap this part up with any sort of specific callings that, based on this example that I've given, any specific callings that you think 
any of the three of us might have experienced. Like, Zach, does anything come mm. to mind when you think specific calling? I watched Space Jam growing up a lot. I really thought I was called to be a point guard in the NBA. <laughs> Didn't line up with my gifts, talents, passions. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, see, we can have an urge to do a lot of things, but zero natural talent <laughs> to do it. So that could be a possible clue that we're off track a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what about what you, Joe? Oh, well. Um, for me, there's a lot of different things. Um, <laughs> Bradley Cooper stunt yes. double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So many. <laughs> no, I'm just so gifted. Um, no, so so one of the big ones, obviously, for me was understanding how um, I have a natural connection with young people and and a desire to actually want to do something to help them and opportunity to actually do something about it. Those were a few puzzle pieces that aligned early on where I said, you know what? I think part of my specific calling is to give back to the next generation. And, and so I started to get involved in youth ministry um, almost immediately out of college. From there, that calling kind of refined even further. And I'll get into that as we go through these pieces. But, but that was just those three pieces alone you know, showed me, oh, wait a minute, I have an urge here, a push to do something and an opportunity to do it and the freedom in the New Testament to go and do, right? So, so it brings up a good, uh, another good thing that I should mention before we wrap this up, and that is the only way to really miss your specific calling in life is to do nothing at all. Like, mm-hmm. if you actually don't move, if you don't do anything, yeah, that's not going to happen, right? You're not going to get into anything because you're not doing anything, when God gives us this mandate to go and make disciples of all the nation, but doesn't give us each a, a personal blueprint on how he wants all of us to do it. Instead, he says, look, I've given you spiritual gifts. I've given you natural talents. I've given you, you different personality types, life experiences, all that kind of stuff. Go and be me to the world. And you've got enough to go on and I'm giving you freedom to do it. That's where everybody gets scared and lost. And so what we're going to do in this is we're going to hone in on the purpose project. We're going to say, Okay, what are my specific pieces and what do they say about some potential callings that I'm uniquely made for and I should be jumping into right now? So anyway, um, that wraps up this first part. Easy. We haven't gotten into anything. We're going to make you work, Raina, next time though. All right? You're ready to hear a lot from you. Okay. All right. I have a blueprint for your purpose and it's available for three easy giving payments of Ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah, that's <laughs> donate below. Not what we're gonna do, but I think that's a lot of people are expecting us to do. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back soon. For more free content from Joe and his team of church misfits, visit www.catalystcollective.community.